Hey friends, before we jump over to the podcast, I want to let you know about a brand new free resource I've created for you. It is a getting started guide to marketing your horse business. So if you've ever wondered where to start, or if you felt like you maybe started, but you maybe missed some steps and you're not sure, then I hope this guide will be of help to you. It's over on my website and it's providing you four steps to get started with some additional resources within that that will help you out. And it's over at stormlily.com slash get started. And it is there for you today. So I hope that you'll jump over and check it out. Again, it is a guide to help you getting started with your marketing, your horse business, because you know, I love to break things down. So here we go to the podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me today. Now, in case we're new friends, my name is Denise Alvarez, and I have the pleasure of hosting the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast, as well as having my own business, which is called Storm Lily Marketing, where I get to help horse business owners like you convert your website visitors into your customers. And I do that through coaching, through website design and content, through email marketing strategy, and through my brand new membership where I help you with your social media content. And I get that not everybody gets excited or maybe feels like they have time for marketing, But that's why I created this podcast, so that I could give you some step-by-step strategies, some basic how-tos to help you not only see what's possible for your business, but also to guide you through that process so that you can make it happen. And so that's what I get to do here on the podcast each week, and I'm so glad that you're here. Now, one of the common questions that people ask me is how to get their website to be the first one or the first few that show up when someone searches for their services on Google. Now, what they really don't realize is they're actually asking about SEO. Now, SEO just stands for Search Engine Optimization. And obviously, you can get extremely technical when it comes to this area of websites or online marketing. But for most businesses, for most equine entrepreneurs, you need to really just focus on getting the basics set up from the get-go. Then as you master those things, you can dive more into the detailed work and technicalities of search engine optimization. All right. So I promise you that anybody can at least go through the checklist of these things that I'm going to share with you today to make sure that your website is optimized at a really basic level, which is going to help the common search engines like Google, Safari, and Bing to know if you are a fit for the search that somebody's doing online, because that's why it's called optimization for searches, right? So people do a search and you want to be optimized to the best of your ability so that if you fit that search, then you show up, right? It means that you're giving Google all the cues that are needed so that when someone searches, for example, for writing lessons in Springfield, Missouri, which is where I at, where I am, and I recently did that search, then you can show up in those search results. Now, by the way, as I mentioned, I recently did that search. And even though there are a fair number of writing instructors offering lessons in my area, as I found out through word of mouth and Facebook and other ways, when I did a Google search, 
it was really not all that helpful. So just remember that that's an example of your potential students, your potential customers, our training clients, they really are out there looking for you. They're not only hanging out on Facebook. And so what you do to optimize your site for SEO is going to help them to find you. So that's why today I'm going to share with you five questions that will reveal how ready your website is for SEO. All right, so let's dive in. The first question is, how would people search for you or at least search for your services when they're headed to Google or whatever search engine you want to picture for them? Now, why am I asking you this question? Because when you incorporate the terms or the phrases that your ideal audience is using to search for your related products and services that are found on your website, then what you're doing is telling those search engines that you are a viable answer to that question. So let's use the example I just gave above. I had searched for writing lessons in Springfield, Missouri. So that means the lesson barns in my area that have included those terms or phrases together are more likely to show up in the top of my search results. Now you can go a little bit deeper with that aside from just writing lessons and then naming the local area. Maybe you're going to have your discipline or your breed on there if you specialize. So say that you train and show cutting horses, for example, and say that you do that in AQHA and you're part of the NCHA, then you should use those terms to describe what it is that you do on your website. And then when your future potential customers go online to find quarter horse cutting trainer, maybe, or a quarter horse NCHA trainer, then you're going to be more likely to show up in their list of results. The same is true if you do body work or if you're a massage expert or if you're selling products. The good news is that when you go to search online and see what comes up, so say you were go to your phone or your computer right now and you just did a search for the terms related to your website, then you can actually see some other suggested searches. If you're looking on Google, for sure I know this. So you should use those words and search terms too. So what I mean is when you go on there and you put in, we'll go back to writing lessons, writing lessons in Springfield, Missouri, Then at the bottom, there's almost always an area that says other users also searched for these things. And then it has some suggested searches. Or when you go to type it into the search bar, it will also provide some suggested searches. And that's all based on previous user behavior. So that gives you some more ideas of how you can take some words and terms and try to intentionally incorporate those on your website. Okay, so go ahead Grab your notebook, paper, grab your notes app, and jot down some terms that come to mind just even while I've been talking here for you and for your business. And then when you get done listening to this podcast, go ahead and jump online and search for those and see what you find. A, see if you come up in the search results. And then B, see what other suggested searches there are so that you can keep those things in mind when you go to update your website, or maybe you're going to do a website audit, or you're going to have a website built or refreshed soon then you'll have this information at the ready. All right. Okay. So that was question number one. Here's question number two. Does each page on your website have a title that's clear as well as what we call a meta description that clearly describes what the visitor is going to find on that page? Okay, do not zone out on me. I told you I'm here to help break these things down for you. So that's the question, but let me just break that down. 
page title is literally what shows up in the search results. So for example, maybe it's your about us page, then you need to make sure when it comes to your website on the back end, the title for that page is what you want it to be. It is what should show up in the search results. The same for what is called the meta description. So you can see why you don't want to skip each page of your website on this step, all right? Because you want, you know, maybe it's not your homepage, which you should have described very well, and we'll talk about that, but maybe it's also your writing lessons page or, you know, the training schedule, something like that. Make sure you have a good page title and a good description because when somebody goes to search, as you know, you see the title of the page, you see the URL or the website, and then you see a description. So that's what we're talking about here. Now, like I said, it's especially important that your homepage has a meta description. I have seen a ton of websites that do not have this done. And so when I see their website listed in the search results, it has the first line of their website, maybe, or maybe it even has their address or just a weird headline showing up where instead it should be a really solid description of this business. So let's look at an example, shall we? A good pretend example of having your description and title set up for SEO success would be something like Jane Smith Stables, Springfield, Missouri. And then the description would be Jane Smith Stables is the premier training facility for hunter jumpers in the Springfield, Missouri area. We'll help you get from beginner to world-class jumper. You see the difference in that versus just having a super quick one line that says horse trainer, Springfield, Missouri, Your description should confirm for the person doing the search if your business meets what they were searching for. And it should also draw your potential website visitors that are doing that search in to actually click on your website. Now, if you're saying, Denise, all right, I hear you, but I have no idea how to do this. Well, the first thing I want you to do is to actually Google your business with your city and your state and see what comes up. That'll at least give you an idea of what's there for your homepage. What do you already have currently done? It's really going to show up there for you. And then I want you to either A, go talk to the person who helped get your website up and running in the first place and confirm that they did do these things when they designed the site or shoot me a message. I'd be happy to talk to you about a website audit that includes this SEO step so I can help you with those things. But if you're a DIYer and you're like, Denise, I kind of did my website on my own, that I'm not really sure what you're talking about here. Then what you need to do is make a list of every page on your website. And then you're going to go through each page on the back end. So whatever that looks like for you or your website host is, you're going to go to the back end and you're going to check your SEO settings for each page. And I want you to make sure there's a clear title tag and a clear meta description. All right. And then moving forward for every web page that you create, you need to be sure that you always have a quality title and meta description in place. Okay. All right, friends. Now we're on to question number three for is your website SEO ready? Is your website secure? Google specifically has said in recent years that it will prefer sites that are secure over sites that aren't when it displays search results. Of course, their reason for doing this is to help protect the end user and not send them to websites that aren't secure. But let's back up just a little bit. What do I mean by secure? In simple terms, websites with HTTPS are considered secure, which means The S stands for they have a security certificate and the information sent through that website is going to be encrypted and therefore considered safe from hackers. 
So how do you know if your website's secure? Well, the simplest way is when you look at your website in an internet browser, I want you to look where you put in the web address. After you get to your website, look up there and see if you can see the lock icon in the address bar. If you don't have that, then your website isn't secure. And most browsers nowadays, it's actually going to have a little icon that shows unlocked and says not secure if your website's not secure. Now, you can also go check with your website host or where you purchased your domains, as that's typically where you're also going to purchase your security certificate and have it applied to your website. Now, aside from SEO, if you are asking for any sort of information on your website, even just a generic contact form where they put in their name and email address, you're going to want your site to be secure. If it's not, then that means that you're asking for information such as an email address to deliver a freebie or a contact form, and then you're not protecting or encrypting that data, such as the name and the email address that's going to be sent over the internet, which puts that person at risk to start getting spam because of it. Now, of course, if you're an e-commerce site, I'm going to guess that you have a secure site or else you'd be taking a huge risk accepting payments online, right? And honestly, these days, most payment processors are not even going to allow you to be on a page that's not secure. Now, like I said, especially in this day and age, search engines want to know that you are keeping people's information safe. So if you do not see that little lock icon, then please go ahead and secure your website. All right. Okay, friends, we are on to question number four, and that is, is your site easy to navigate? Now, we talked about the importance of website navigation purely from a user's experience back in episode number 23 when we talked about some businesses that are really crushing their marketing. So if you haven't listened to that, be sure and go check it out. It's at stormlily.com slash 23 if you want to get straight there on my website. You're going to hear some specific real-life examples of equine websites that are doing this part really well. Now, when I say navigation, I'm talking about the tactical part of your website, like your menu items. They need to be clear and easy to understand and easy to follow. But it also has to do with how your web visitors are able to move around on your site and find what they're looking for. Is it easy for them to find the answers to their questions? Having the content of your website organized is really another way that you essentially help search engines out with the results that they provide when someone Googles you. Have you ever noticed that when you search for a company, there might be a breakdown of their pages with titles and descriptions under each one rather than just the link to the homepage? That's because that website has been designed in a way that the search engine can easily pull the information that it thinks this user is actually looking for. So that's how having your website well-organized is going to help with your SEO. Now, in the same vein, when your website is easy to navigate, that means when the right person does land on your site, they're going to move around a little, spend some time there clicking on things, and hopefully finding the answer to the question they initially put into that search bar. And that is another thing that Google and other search engines are paying attention to when they decide what pages to show in search results. Why? Because essentially that action on your website, it's telling Google that they found what they were looking for and therefore they say, hmm, then I think I should keep showing this page or website to even more people that are having similar or related searches. Now, one of the best tips that I have for you here to apply this one is to go find someone who's unfamiliar with what you offer. Maybe it's a friend who's not in the industry or a family member who's not in the industry and have them go visit your website. 
See if they can easily find what they are looking for. See if they can easily understand what it is that you do and who you do it for. Who do you serve? And if they have to ask you questions like, what does that menu item actually mean? Or how do I find your prices? I couldn't find them anywhere. Well, then that's a red flag to you that you need to rethink how you've got some things organized on your website to make sure that you're answering the questions that people come to you with. All right, you have made it to question number five. Number five is how fast is your website? Site speed is another element that Google has started to weigh more heavily in recent years. Basically, we're all impatient, right? If a website takes even a few seconds to download, we're saying, why is this taking so long? Or we just hit the back button and move on to the next thing in our search results or the next thing on our to-do list. At least that's what most internet users are doing these days. So I get that you may not fully understand all the different parts and pieces that make up your website's speed, but I couldn't talk about SEO and leave this one off. Now, there are some great free resources online to help you analyze your site speed, and I'll give a word of warning that some of them are kind of you get what you pay for, because I have seen some that load at lightning speed, but then their score, for whatever reason, is not very good because they have a good setup on the back end. So check out what you can do for free. Do a quick Google search for a site speed test or free site speed test. There are even some tools within the Google Chrome browser if you use that, and you can Google that to find out how to use it well. But essentially, you want to just do a search and find out exactly what things you need to fix. But I also don't want you to undervalue good old user testing. Try your website out yourself on your phone, on your desktop, on your tablet. See how long it takes to load. And then have other people test it that aren't on your website all the time. And then use different computers and different devices. Because here's the thing. Your computer actually in the background is saving some data from your website. Like the pictures, for example. It's saving it in the background to make it easier to load the next time you go there. So you might think it loads quickly because those images have been saved in the background. So you need to go to something that you don't go to your website on often, or you can use what's called an incognito window in Chrome or a private window in Safari, and you can Google those terms if you need to. Um, But essentially, you typically just go to file, private window, or file, incognito window, something like that. And then you can put your website in there and get a feel for how quickly it's going to load because they're not going to have those images saved. And that type of window, um, that's why they created it. Okay? All right, here's the thing. You've got your five questions and the answers to these are gonna reveal how ready your website is for someone to find you online. But I don't expect you to remember all these things. Of course, I do have a summary of these questions over on the show notes at stormlily.com slash 28. But I also have a freebie for you that I'll tell you about in just a moment. But I've got one more thing I wanna make sure that you know. And it's on this freebie, but I wanna make sure I mention it here. And it's a bonus tip for you. It's not a question. But I want to make sure that you know about Google My Business because it's a really good free option that you need to have, especially if you have a physical location, because that's how you can help be sure the information that's on a little sidebar when someone specifically Googles your business has the most accurate information, has your correct email, address, hours, that type of thing. Now, again, like I said, I know all of this episode, if you're not in this daily, can be a lot to take in. So I want you to go download my free checklist that will help walk you through these things. It's an SEO 
basics checklist for horse businesses. It's a downloadable PDF and you can get it on the show notes over at stormlily.com slash 28, or you're welcome to just go straight to stormlily.com slash SEO basics. Now on this checklist, you're going to be able to go through and check off some of the different items that we've talked about today on the podcast, plus a few others I've included there. And then I've also got some additional article links that I think are going to help you. One is called 10 Ways to Get Google to Index Your Site. Another one is The Beginner's Guide to SEO Success. Now, again, this checklist I've made for you totally free. Just want to help you out. So head on over to stormlily.com slash 28 and get that today. All right. Now, that truly is all I have for you. I love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about this or about other things I've talked about on the podcast, please do let me know. Remember, you can get that summary of the show notes of each of these questions. And again, if you're not subscribed or following the podcast on your favorite podcast player, I hope that you do so you can find out when there's a new episode. And otherwise, I hope that we're email friends so I can keep you up to date. I mentioned at the top of this episode that I have a monthly membership and my email friends were the very first ones to get signed up for that. And they're the first ones to hear about anything new that I provide. So you can sign up for those emails, of course, at my website, stormlilymarketing.com. All right, friends, I'm so glad that you were here today. I hope it was very helpful and insightful for you and not at all scary because I broke it down for you. So have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. <music>